0: Episode 117, I'm Sabrina Lynn, and this is Rewilding. We are back to doing lives in the Facebook group. This particular episode comes from a live in the Facebook group, and I'm recording this intro just after it, and I'm so excited. I'm so love-filled. I feel just so good to be back in of a community space and that space is open to everyone on the gender spectrum, so a very different group than our old Facebook group that we closed uh, months and months and months and months ago. So this is a bit of a smaller group, I think there's like 2,500 of us in there right now and it is just differently supported. more focused in on the topics that we're exploring on the podcast, on the YouTube channel, in the workshops, in the online retreats, in immersion, in mystery schools really specific to the work that our different circles are doing and our community, which is you, are doing. Um, So it's just delicious and glorious. And if you're not in our Facebook group, I really invite you, encourage you. If you're at all a social media kind of person, you might not be, I totally understand that. But um, it's a beautiful space and I feel like it's just going to continue to deepen and get more beautiful plus our reunion seven day challenge which is totally free it's seven days of circle it's seven days of experiences and explorations and diving into hidden parts of self into the masculine into the feminine a lot of discussion will happen in our facebook group around that we are kicking that off in february of 2021, depending on when you're listening to this. So it's happening. I know we've been talking about it here and there, um, but the the energetics of it have kind of just dropped in. It's usually, it's kind of funny to me how my system sort of like has a preparation component to it before I open up a space or facilitate a something and Feels like those energetics have settled in, they've sunk in, they've settled in, and feels like we're really ready to do some big stuff around inner union around harmony between our own masculine and our own feminine, as well as that rippling out into our lives. I mean, imagine what that would be like when there isn't a battle happening inside. So talk about this in the podcast too, but you'll find a link below wherever you're watching this. If you're on a podcast platform, you'll find a link by going to rewildingforwomen.com. Backslash or forward slash, whatever that slash is, 117, that gets you to the episode. And then in the episode, you'll see the description um, and you'll see the link to Reunion. Just look for Reunion. Um, we are definitely going with that as a title for it. That's been a little bit wild too, um, as this has come in. So those are kind of community announcements. As of right now, just this big invitation to join the Facebook group to come and be on lives with us or just deepen into the discussion. So this podcast will have a discussion around it in our Facebook group, like reflective questions from it, deepening practices, what's arisen for others, um, images, artwork, all of that. And I'm also inviting you to share it, to bring it to the Facebook group feels like community is something that we're kind of called to build, to create, to hold, to support um, and I feel like our team is in a place where we have the capacity to do that and uh, just feels really, really good to be where we're at with everything. All right, I invite you to wholeheartedly dive into and enjoy this episode. Shifting into today's topic, and it's been titled a couple of different things because it came from a quote and it came from a discussion around projection, around projecting adoration onto our significant other in a way that is potentially hurtful. And we'll, we'll go into that because I'll read the quote in a second. Then kind of renamed this conscious femininity simply because the quote comes from this book. I don't know if like the screen flips and you can read it the right way or not, but it's Marion Woodman's book, Conscious Femininity. And, and I just happened to come across this yesterday and thought it would create an interesting conversation. And I would love to dive into it today. So as we walk into this conversation, it's an opportunity to deep dive into self. As all of our longer episodes are, all of our podcast episodes are our circles here. It's a space that we're holding on holding and an invitation to really reflect on self and what's coming up for you as we open this discussion, as we talk about relationship, we'll talk about relationship, we'll talk about projection, we'll talk about both us projecting onto and being projected onto and how those energetics influence um, and where is it positive and beneficial and actually serving someone's highest good and then where is it not serving? Where is it actually holding back or detrimental Um, and so just this real open discussion real open exploration you might want to go through this jotting notes down you might want to go through this in almost a meditative state you might want to go through this very interactively and commenting quite a bit but i'll try to pause and it's almost it's almost like a workshop space um, in a way so you just do what supports you the most in this Um, and the invitation to really go for it, really go for it. Just create that space in your psyche, in your environment so that you can access what might be something you didn't see before. That's what this is about, especially when we're talking about Marion Woodman, right? She's all about shadow work. She's all about bringing the unconscious into the conscious. She's all about talking about the unseen realms. So, all right, let me read this quote. And then we'll kind of move from there. All right. Also, this quote is posted in our Facebook group. So if you want to like see it word for word, you can kind of scroll through the posts and find it there. All right. A projection is a very real thing. It's real energy. If I'm projecting onto a man, my adoration of him, that energy is like crutches holding him up. So I just want to pause there really quickly and just open it up for discussion. Who here has experienced that? Who here has experienced this? If I'm projecting onto, it doesn't have to be a man, it could be a woman, it could be a child, it could be anything. And it could also be, and I know I project things onto my dog and I watch him just morph into, ah, okay, I will be that for you, mom, right? So. Just feeling into that, like this is that internal reflection and it's kind of opening us up to a space. I don't wanna just be a talking head talking at you. This is that opportunity to just feel and to start to take yourself into that space of, okay, where have I experienced this? Where have I seen this? And I'm loving all of your comments. Hell yes, yes. Um, with my mama, uh, I'm such a crutch creator. Sarah, awesome. Like confession woman. I totally see you. Okay. So, and then feeling into this fact of a projection is very real thing. So, so if we could all just like honor that for a minute is a projection is a very real thing or a a way of defining someone or placing some sort of expectation or placing some sort of description or definition or something that I want that person to be is a very real thing and vice versa, right? It's a very real thing when it's coming at us. It's a very, it's a very powerful thing that's coming at us. So I'm um, just kind of holding that too in our space as we start to move into this. All right. If I'm projecting onto my man, my adoration of him, that energy is like crutches holding him up. My energy is supporting him. If I take that projection away, suddenly he's without crutches. So it's a terrifying moment in a relationship. He not only loses the image he thinks he loves, but loses the powerful support of the projection. Okay, now who here has felt the crutches? You've removed the crutches. And I've just watched someone or something just fall <laughs> or someone has removed. It's harder to see self, right? We talk about this all the time. It's so much harder for us to see ourselves, right? But possibly you're able to get to a place where you can see where someone else removed the crutches that they were holding. And suddenly you're like, oh, I don't feel as confident. Shoot. What? ah. Um, uh joanne love that uh shay love your comment um okay so now i don't know when this book was written by Marion woodman or when this interview is actually from an interview i'm just trying to get you copyright 1993 doesn't mean this is when the interview was and i'm just saying that because what she's about to say here conscious women are pulling back the adoring projection and i think we should define adoring projection we talked about this like what is adoration this was a question i think it was shay shay let me know if that was you i think this was your question it was awesome like what is adoring projection versus love like how do we tell the difference between the two i think it was you shay maybe not but let me know it'd be great to hear if it was okay so Conscious women are pulling back the adoring projection. Um, it hurts, but it's much healthier. And again, this is, this is Marion Woodman's belief system on this. It lets a man or woman be who he is, a human being trying to find himself, just as the woman is, it allows for real love. Um, that was Anna Grant, I believe. Ah, It was you, Shay. Awesome. Thanks, woman. Okay, so let me just read that little part again and just kind of let that sink in. Conscious women and conscious men are pulling back the adoring projection, like pulling back the I adore you. And to me, adore has a, everything has a light side and a shadow side. Everything has a totally beautiful side and a shadow side. But for me, the shadow side of adoring is almost there's a blindedness to it, right? There's a, I've got blinders on. It's almost like when you first start dating someone and they always talk about all the hazards because all of the hormones are being produced, right? And all of the um, serotonin and I don't even know what all the other ones are, but it's just chemically, it's physiologically happening is that we're almost on drugs and they literally will show you that like, falling in love with someone, that newness, that beginning, that lusty phase is is like being on drugs. Um, and so to me, and and that creates a bit of blinders, and so to me that adoringness has a bit of flavor around that to it, like a bit of that sort of a flavor. And So let's just sort of define that between like love and we'll just use that as a working de- definition so that we can kind of move into things today. Um, So I'll just read this one last time and then we'll sort of move into wherever our exploration is going to flow to. But conscious women are pulling back the adoring projection. I also want to open that discussion for for us as a circle of what other projections are we pulling back? What other projections are we pulling back? So it hurts, but it's much healthier. It lets a man be who he is, a human being trying to find himself, just as the woman is. It allows for real love. All right, let's move into this from, oh God, can you feel like there are so many doorways to go through? There are so many things to explore in this. It's so juicy and big and wild and rabbit hole filled. But one that I would love to just go into is let's feel into feminine and masculine. I do not want to define things by man and woman. I hate that. But let's feel into feminine, which we all have a feminine, and masculine. We all have a masculine. And feeling into feminine and feeling into what projections are we starting to take back. So just like what was talked about here, conscious women are starting to take the projection of adoration back and that's a question that i would love to have answered here in our space so the more that we kind of share and there's no there's no like weirdness even thinking to yourself okay my feminine is not projecting provider onto a man or a woman my partner or another person i'm not projecting provider so that's that's mine that's the one i'm going to throw in there i no longer project provider. Where I look at my grandmother's generation, and that was very much placed outside of of self. I, you are provider, right? And can you feel like I can feel the weight? And I even see men and women today struggling with the weight of that projection Pro- provider. And I love this one, Jazz. So. Um, man, or we could say masculine, as protector, right? Protector, I love that, I love that. Um, um, so Shay, this is so good. And I, don't, I think you're referring to someone else's comment too and I might miss a few here and there, but um, no longer putting their power into someone else, taking ownership of their own power. This, this is it, right? Like this is it, this is it. Um, It's us as whole human beings, whole human beings, reclaiming or claiming the aspects that we want to put outside of ourselves, right? It's, It's us. So if we're talking about this provider or protector aspect that we maybe project outside of ourselves, we open that masculine aspect within ourselves we we open we don't even have to say masculine feminine in this case we open protector inside of ourselves we awaken we we give space and room for provider protector to arise and open within ourselves this is us all walking into whole human being and i think also let's Let's have a discussion. There are some things that we do not want to be. And like, this is just an open conversation again. Remember, like this is us really reflecting on self, opening a door to self and getting real with ourselves. You know, we always talk about like radical honesty and, and compassionate holding of self so we can be radically honest, but feeling into what do you not want to be? Cause I see this happening in a lot of psyches in, in a lot of people's beings is I want to be whole. And that's a really easy blanket statement to say. I want to be whole and I want my person that I'm in relationship to be, to come in as whole, like two whole beings dancing like the dance of union together, the dance of intimacy, the dance to whole beings. It sounds fucking great, right? And it sounds like, yeah, I'm gonna reclaim all those parts. But then we like get to the guts of it and we're like, so you're saying I can no longer project protector, provider, emotional crutch cheerleader um but i don't know like we keep going all the way down the list outside of us so you're saying i'm gonna have to be all of that for myself yeah <laughs> i don't know that we get to that part i don't know that we necessarily honor the work that's required for that and the deep introspection that's required for that, the reclamation that's required for that, to be whole. And but I think we're starting to. I think we're starting to, and I, I know some of us have been doing this for a really long, long, long time, and and are in in such whole places. So so much of their masculine is open and available not that it has to be expressed all of the time so let's talk about that too for a minute and so much of their feminine is open and available not that it has to be expressed all of the time but there's this freedom there's this liberation there's this i have access to wholeness i have access to wholeness i don't have to source that from outside of myself feel that i don't have to source that from outside of myself now here's a great reflective question what do i source outside of myself what is it do i source nurturing outside of myself do i source intuitive feels outside of myself i'm kind of giving us some feminine ones to feel into do i source emotional expression outside of myself do i source aliveness like life aliveness juiciness outside of myself do i source sexual energy outside of myself do i source creative energy outside of myself And then feeling into maybe some more masculine attributes. Do I source directional force outside of myself? Do I source kind of whole space holding outside of myself? Do I source provider? Do I source protector outside of myself? What is it that I'm sourcing outside of myself? This gives us clues. This gives us clues of what aspects We have yet to own in order to come into wholeness if that's what we're seeking. If that's what we're seeking is to really open up to that liberated state of I have so much fluidity in my masculine and in my feminine. And and to me, we then start to operate as very different beings in the world very different beings in the world. This aliveness, this awakeness, this consciousness, this presence, this penetrating capacity, this manifesting capacity, this deep love capacity, this deep nurturing capacity, this deep connected capacity in tune with rhythms and cycles and creation and mother nature. We start to live the whole of our lives from a very different union place. A very different balance, equality, harmony. I don't like balance. That annoys me. But this harmonious, harmonious place within ourselves. Um. (laughs) Now I know that there's a thread that everyone wants to go into. I can feel it. Um, Let me try to find the words to it. So let's just, I want to pause here for a minute. That was a pretty big like, um, roll rant that I kind of got on so just kind of want to pause and you know just give you a moment to like breathe that in and if there's any questions that have arisen or reflections for those of you who are here on the live um, would love to just hold a tiny little bit of space um, for for where we're at this is just like a regurgitate things a little bit before we Going to move into the next little section. Um, ah, Raylene, I see you, woman, and it's really, really good to be here with you. I love you. Um, Raylene's comment is Yay, I finally started integrating my masculine, and it's beautiful beyond expectations. There's this, like, buzzy, happy, joyful feeling that just rolls through the whole of my body for you, Um, really, and just witnessing you so deeply, woman. Um. (laughs) Jude, I'm with you. I don't like the word balance either, and, and, you know, because it's not necessarily that it has to be 50-50, and that's the part that I want to just touch on really quick is just because wholeness is open just because so much of our masculine is open so much of our feminine is open doesn't mean that we are expressing 50 percent of the time that's why balance kind of throws me off we could express feminine way more than we express masculine or vice versa we could express masculine way more than we express feminine and it's not right or wrong but we have the freedom to flow into any of them, right? There's no locked up bits, and often when there are locked up bits in us, the projection is distorted. There's wounding in the line, there's trauma in the line, there's fear in the line, and there's often we are unable to receive that. So yeah, we're projecting it outside of ourselves, but because that line hasn't been opened in us, even if it's showing up cleanly, beautifully, perfectly, fully, we can't receive it. We can't receive it. How many times have you witnessed pouring love onto someone and they can't receive the love? Or you, like someone loving you, but you just can't quite receive the love, right? That's that's. This is a part of it. So it's not even that we are opening all of these different threads and these expressions so that we are expressing them outwardly in the world. It's so that we can even receive them or dance with them. So I can dance with provider, or I can dance in a beautifully harmonious, healthy way. Okay, um, Jude, awesome comment to just sort of weave into that space. Um, <laughs> Sarah, I love it. That was some fire preaching. Whew! I know, right? Good thing we have these pauses. It's like a fire hydrant just like raining water down on us to just, okay, okay, gonna be all right. I uh, love that. Um, I use my own masculine as a crutch to deny. My feminine energy that I've been taught or absorbed as weakness. Listening to you has brought such a light to me. Um, Who I want to be is screaming out. Jill, I love that. Thank you, woman. Um, Getting my feminine back. Sometimes my inner masculine can be the abusive Boyfriend who are inner feminine and not let her really shine. Sometimes our <laughs> sorry Jelani. Sometimes our inner masculine can be the abusive boyfriend who are inner feminine and not let her really shine. That is such a great point. That is such a great point. How often is our own inner masculine judging our inner feminine? Or how often is our own inner feminine judging are, are masculine like how often are they just at war with each other you know like oh you're too emotional you're too needy you're too la, 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 la. right and then then the other side of the coin would be like you're too stubborn, you're too solid, you're too rigid. That's a good one. You're too rigid, you're too logical, Um, right? Like how off? wow, let's get these things in harmony, right? In harmony. So we're not wasting energy with the internal battle of things going on. Um, Okay, I'm just going to scroll down. Okay, so... Hey, Malia. So if you all see Malia leaving comments, Malia is part of the Rewilding team. She's amazing. Um, We love Malia. Call her Mama Malia often. She just does so much holding and loving. Malia, if there are any questions from anywhere that have kind of sparked something or triggered something that um, you feel to throw in, if you could do it just here on the live, that would be awesome. If there isn't anything, that's great too, but just kind of want to create a little bit of space for that. Um, Okay, so we talked about signposts. I I promised we would talk about signposts and what does it feel like when we're projecting. And I feel like we've just opened up the space to sort of feel into what we are projecting possibly outside of ourselves and maybe what aspects we're not owning ourselves or we haven't reclaimed or we haven't opened up to in ourselves. Thanks, Malia. Um, I like this one, this question too. What would you say is the difference between adoration and appreciation? Thank you so much, Teresa. I know you've left that comment all over the place and I love you, woman, for it because we start going on tangents and then I just like lose the thread um, of where it is. So... Let's talk about signposts. Let's talk about this question first. So I wanna go into this, and then we'll talk about signposts, and I wanna open up a really good conversation around when do we know, right? When do we know, and I posted this thing, um, like some of the words were adoration versus love, destiny or illusion, fairy tale. That's what, that's those were the words that came to me this morning. Fairy tale versus destiny, right? So adoration versus love fairy tale versus destiny and can you you can feel there's like the delusional aspect to it the projecting the outside of ourselves aspect to the adoration and obviously to the fairy tale part of it but let's talk about this adoration and appreciation to me appreciation has no strings. So I'll just answer this quickly, but I want to weave another thread into this because I want to take us into a little bit of a deeper area that gets kind of opened up when we talk about this. Adoration is I I adore you and I'm, I'm, I'm lifting. And there's like an expectation that comes with it. Like I adore you and I expect you to always be this amazing. I, I expect you to be godlike all of the time. It's it's almost in the, and you can read a little bit more about this in Conscious Femininity for anyone who wants to kind of go into it. And Mary and Woodman will often talk, we will project in that adoration, we project like divinity onto another person. We project God or goddess onto another person. And I don't want to go into that. Um, but to me, adoration comes with that thread where appreciation is just, pure gratitude, right, with no strings. Like there's no chords, there's no strings. I'm not holding you up with it. Can you feel that? Can you feel, and if we just get really, really real and we go right into the raw energetics of it and we go into like gut feels and more of an intuitive place, we know when we're holding someone up. We know, you know, I know. And that's kind of goes into our signpost conversation is just we know, I know damn well when I'm holding my mom up. I know damn well when I'm doing it. And I'm, I'm really good at it, right? I was the oldest child. It was kind of my job in the family was to hold mom up. I've had to work through a lot of that stuff. Um, but also knowing and feeling when is it serving, So this is the other aspect to talk about with this. It's so not black and white, it's so not rigid, it's so not, never adore, never hold someone up, never boost someone up, never give someone a leg up, never do that, it's it's not black and white like that. It's more of in this moment, in this situation, what serves, what's true, what serves. Not what serves little self, what serves their little self or egoic self, and what serves my little self, and my egoic self, right? Because we have to work through all of the want to be savior, want to be the one who comes in and makes everyone feel good all of the time, right? And a lot of times, that's from an egoic place, or from an old pattern, habitual, unconscious place, don't even know that we're doing it, until we start to realize how much it's hurting us. That's oftentimes, like, the little, like, um, like moment, like the spark where it's bah, um, something is not working here. Something is not working here. And so this piece of adoration and, and feeling into, I want to give a little story. And as I'm kind of sharing this story, you can kind of maybe feel into your own stories or feel into this story i had i was young i was really really young i was seven years old that was when my parents got divorced and it was tough i think it was always tough but it was really tough for me and so parents were getting divorced there was this new like stepdad figure coming into my life and um, it was a pretty like unstable time in my childhood and i had an art teacher who knew that I was struggling as a kid, like knew that there was family stuff going on, knew that there were struggles happening at home, and had seen me sort of take a turn into like real internal. I got really quiet in myself and I just sort of pulled back from friends and I just started to act differently than I did the year before. So she was an art teacher for like all of grade school. So she watched all of us kids go through all five years of school. and. And she, I remember as a seven-year-old, maybe eight at the most, I remember her suddenly thinking and projecting onto me that I was really great at art. Now, I am not good at art. I can't paint, I can't even draw a stick figure. That's how bad I am at art. But this beautiful, amazing being like held the space that I was really good at art and it was one of those beautiful amazing adoring projections that probably saved little seven-year-old Sabrina probably saved little seven-year-old Sabrina and it was a complete projection I am rationed at art but what it did was it felt like love to me and it felt, and it gave me this outlet to express the emotions that were happening inside of my body. And it gave me this like, wow, I've, I like art. Art is fun because I'm good at art. Right. Also, I remember in sports, I remember in sports, I remember having amazing coaches who saw something in me that I didn't see in myself yet. Who saw something in me that I never saw in myself. Rugby is a prime example of. It. I would have never gone to the levels I played rugby at had there not been coaches who saw something in me that I had even yet to develop in me. Right. And so feeling into the positive sides of it, and you know, maybe this is a time to just feel into those markers and and, and yourself, like when someone projected something onto you or held you up in a way and it actually served, right? Like it it actually served, it, it served in some way. and And when they were done holding that space, you didn't necessarily come crashing down, right? It's not like the quote that we read at the very start of when you remove the crutches of the projection, all hell breaks loose and you come crashing down. It didn't turn out like that. It was this I see something in you. I'm holding that for you until you're ready to hold it. Can you feel the magic in that? That's coaches and mentors and teachers oftentimes and and you know and and parents are really great at that sometimes and godfathers and godmothers and grandparents and so <coughs> I just got distracted by your comment, Teresa. You're a badass for playing rugby. I think that's where the dark goddess started to come out was on the rugby field. I'm just kidding. No, I'm actually not kidding. I'm pretty confident that was when it first started. Um, So kind of feeling into this reflective space and what does that feel like? So if you, you can take examples. So in There might not be time right now to do this. You might want to reflect on this later, or it might just come pouring in. But if you move from examples of positive projections that served, adoration that served, right, a projection that served, both someone projecting onto you and you holding that space, holding someone up, lifting someone up that served. So it's really, really great to go back, right? Hindsight 2020, go back and gather the wisdom, collect the wisdom. And then when you think of the different examples, then feel into, and this is what I would love to open up a discussion for right now. It might be hard, but when it served, what did it feel like? So what did it feel like? when it served. And let's just start with the question of when someone projected something onto you and it served, and you knew it served. I don't want to, n- none of these like watery ones, like, ah, I'm not really sure yet if it served or if it didn't serve. Like, let's not get all caught up in all the spidey webs that we can with our mind. But what did it feel like? And I think this is such a great discussion, and if we could all just share whatever there is zero judgment here like everything is so welcome and so freaking beautiful we are in a circle and you are totally safe to share what you share um of course don't share if you don't feel to but if you do please it would be beautiful to open up a discussion of just what it feels like when we're held in in that and it's serving and it's serving there's a thread in me i'll share a little bit while like comments are kind of coming in There's a thread in, in me, um, uh, how I love this. Um, I felt that I could do anything. There's a thread in me that I can feel that I know they're seeing something that's there, but I just can't see it. Right. Like there's this like inner wisdom in me. Like I can feel the truth in what they're seeing. I can feel the truth in it. You know, like you can talk to an oracle, or you can talk to a seer, or you could you know, just even soul friends are really good. Partners when it's that beautiful, harmonious, like soul partnership and really in service to each other, really in service to each other. And you can feel, um, you can feel the truth. There's like a, a silver thread of truth. Like, I feel you're right, like I, I feel you're right. Um, I see that you see something that I don't see. Um, I'm just gonna read through some of these comments for anyone who might watch this um, somewhere else and not be able to read the comments. Um, infinite, amazing. It caused me to remember who I really am. It felt comforting and strengthened me, open and empowered, trusted myself. Um... (laughs) I love this. Shay. you are so beautiful with your words. It feels a little bit like pressure and nervousness, but there's always a piece that knows they're not wrong. Love that. Um, My teacher saw something in Next and it didn't exist yet. But I became a better person and developed capabilities because of their confidence. Love that anger. Courage and strength. Um. Ah, this is so beautiful. Raven had a relationship where he propped me up um, very hard. He also projected the great artist and I created so much art. So. Um, I feel sometimes in some of the projections, and Raven, you can so correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I, this is just what like your comment has sparked to just share here in our circle for all of us, not even directed at you by any means, but to feel sometimes the projections can come with threads of service and threads of truth mixed in with like, ah, Uh, that does not feel healthy. Like, that does not feel healthy. That one does not. uh, uh, uh. So I just, I want to just open that up and like, thank you woman, for that comment. um, Just to sort of open up that space. And there's heaps more comments on here and I would love for everyone who feels um, to to read through the comments. They're gorgeous and they're stunning and they're beautiful. If you're listening to this somewhere else, we'll leave this, Um, facebook live up in our group for a while so you can kind of scroll through the comments energetic placebo effect jessica that's stunning (laughs) i love that so now let's feel into and share markers with each other of when we have done it to another and it served like what are the markers around that? Signposts around that when when we have served? And to me, this is you know like like right in the title, it was like adoration versus love. To me, it's a project. It's this is love. So so we're actually like defining this, what it feels like when it's in service to. And when it's like love, it's love. It's like that high thread of love, like divine love, which is in service to, right? The divine thread of love, it's in service to. I'm serving your highest good. I'm serving your highest good. You're serving my highest good. And so now feeling into what is it when, what does it feel like or what words can we bring to when we are doing it to someone else? We are serving in that way. We are serving in, in that way. To me, I have zero attachment to it. So I'm just gonna share some words and I'm, I'm so welcoming all the comments that come in. It's such wisdom that we have in our space and I love that we're all sharing the wisdom with each other. But to me, when when I feel that I have no attachment to the outcome, right? So let's just go to my mom. I have no attachment to the outcome. It's it's love for love's sake. I'm not looking to get something back. I'm not looking to manipulate the situation to get something I want. I'm, I'm loving. And it doesn't hurt me, right? It serves me. Like the giving is the receiving. The giving is the receiving. There's this real beautiful flow in it. Can you feel that? Can you? It's like a high level. Um, and oftentimes I'll say things like, um, feel into what's true for you, but here's what I'm sensing, right? And I know that that's like setting things up and that's giving everyone space to like really feel into your truth and really inviting into truth. But can you feel how different that is versus Sarah, I see, Da da da, right? Completely different. When I'm doing a love service, let's call it that. I don't know what else to call it. A love service. Like my energetics are almost back here. Do you see my whole body changes? I'm, I'm back here, and I'm, you know, for what it's worth, or you know, I don't know. Just this might not be true, but this is just what I'm sensing or what I'm feeling. Um. And I'm, I'm here versus I, I feel my whole energetics when I am not serving and I'm projecting, I'm, I'm actually like trying to play chess and I'm actually trying to move that puzzle piece, right? And I'm, I'm moving mom into a good, happy state and I have an agenda. Right. It could be a very like covert, very like almost innocent agenda, but I still have an agenda. Like I still want her to be in a good emotional state. So maybe the family party doesn't erupt into explosive chaos. However, maybe the family party was supposed to erupt in explosive chaos because that's what serves the moment. And I just got in there and I denied service of the moment. I denied the highest truth possible because... I didn't want to deal with my little self getting hurt by what mom would cause chaos around and then my brother would erupt into da-da-da and then my little self would get hurt. And my feelings would be hurt. We are that tricky. We are like, our unconscious is that sneaky. It's that sneaky, right? We're, we're playing chess oftentimes and we're like three moves ahead, three moves ahead. But if we can catch these markers, right, and we can catch what it feels like when I'm loving versus adoring, right? And also this other piece with adoring. So outside of the, the manipulating to get what we want, we also, a lot of us, sensitives, empaths, a lot of us, we have an investment in saving. We have an investment in healing, saving. We find value. We find value, again, this is outside of ourselves, right? We are not being sourced with esteem from within. We find value when we prop someone up. It actually makes us potentially feel loved. It makes us feel worthy. It makes us feel valuable when we're, so I'm still coming from a little place. I'm coming from the empty place within myself and I'm trying to fill it up from outside of myself. This is so tough to talk about, right? But it's so it. It's so it. When we get to these places, oh my, life changes. Relationships change, everything changes. And really, it's being so compassionate, right? It's not judging ourselves for that. It's not judging. I don't judge myself for being a manipulative piach right? And moving the chess pieces three, three parts away, if I judged it, I would hide that part from myself even more. I would hide it even further. I would stuff it further into the basement. It would become even more of a shadow. It would become even more unconscious. It would be even harder for me to find it. Same thing with the other one that we talked about is I do this so that I can fill the gap That I can find value and worthiness in it. We don't judge that. Like, there's no judging it. There's no, there's loving it, right? We just, we love it. We love it. Go right into the manipulator, right? Go right in and love and be compassionate for the manipulator. Like, I. I get why you do, like I, and maybe you don't even get why you do it. I certainly understand why I did it. It's like a little girl in me wants to feel safe, right? Like the little the little girl in me, she just she just doesn't want the family to erupt. Like, no, not my feelings. And we have compassion for that, compassion for that, and compassion for the part of it that's looking for value and looking for worth. But there's a different way to... Esteem that from within. There's a different way to esteem that. That's like soul esteem. That's soul esteem, right? And that's wholeness. That's wholeness and that's kind of everything that we've spoken about today and moved into today and worked with today and Oh my God, I love you all so stinking much. I love that we get to have these conversations. I love that we get to open these doors. I love that we get to explore these things. If you feel, um, let me feel, if you feel to post something in our Facebook group, around this conversation, do. Like, let's have discussion. Let's have more discussion around it. If you feel to invite someone in who this might be a valuable conversation for them, invite them into the group, right? Let them find the video or see the different discussion threads. But let's kind of just like feel into, we're kind of a community. I know we're all over the world and we're scattered about and we're only on social media, but we are of a community we've come here for a similar call right and so it would be beautiful to just um, conversation and space holding and if anyone feels to share anything um, that would be absolutely um, gorgeous and it would be glorious and I have one tiny tiny little thing that i want to share with you all and it's something that has been brought up in our facebook group many 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 times and it's this seven day retreat it's the seven day free circle it's the seven day when is seven days of circle coming sabrina when is reunion coming when are we doing the free workshop when are when are you holding space like this when are you doing it um the mini series when are we doing it when are we doing it (laughs) ashley i Love you woman side note, the mini series is the shit. Oh, that's birthing a new world. That's a different one. Um, this one is reunion and it's gonna be a week and it's happening, it's happening, it's happening. Um, it's gonna happen in February. So I know some of you already signed up for reunion, or if you signed up for seven days of circle, it's the same and um, we're going to hold huge space in our facebook group for it we're going to do it like we did 12 days of circle for those of you who are there it's happening like the juice is flowing through um, and it's a big piece of this wholeness it actually is us really exploring wholeness wholeness masculine wholeness feminine the sacred union of the two just all the different parts big um unconscious work big uh, experiential where uh, who knows um what it will be but Malia just left a, um, left a link and you'll find a link in the description of this video. We'll add it there too. And if you're watching the podcast, you'll find a link um, at Rewilding for Women forward slash 117. So I think we did a good enough job today that this could become a podcast. So we'll make this podcast 117 as well. Um, super grateful for our community. Super grateful for you all. It's so good to be back with you like this. I, you know, we tried like YouTube lives and there was just an energetic that was funky and wild. So um, it's really great to be here with you all. Um, Yeah, just, yeah, just love you all so much. All right, enough. I will see you when I see you, where I see you, and how I see you. So much love.